0: Welcome back to the We Ain't Just Family podcast. Um, coming to you today with a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about, but I feel like it's time that we address it. We've talked about it um, in the end wrong way, the, the last few podcasts. But what is it like to be a, a black woman in, a, in America um, today, um, especially with... Um, Black women was doing a damn thing in, in 2020. Um, you had Stacey Abrams. You had um, Vice President Kamala Harris. You had uh, Keisha. What's the the mayor in Atlanta? Uh, Keisha Bottom. Yeah, Keisha Bottoms. I'm uh, um, love her to death. I'm I'm sad that she's not going to run for reelection in in Atlanta. Um, but black women. Who, were, we're winning. Uh, my girl Ansla uh, Rye on on CNN and MSNBC. Um, I'm happy Donna Brazile um, left Fox News and went to ABC. So uh, kicking it to Kiara. What what, do you th- what is it like to be a black woman in America today?
1: Um, being a black woman in America today. Well, first, I do feel, I do want, before we get into, I guess, what would be, like, negatives, um, I do want to acknowledge that there, over the past year or so, um, there has been a um, kind of movement where we see and we hear people giving black women the credit that they have long been due. Um, We... I see people acknowledging that being a black woman can sometimes mean that we are at the bottom of the totem pole, um, in, a United States society. Um, so I think that it has been great to see that acknowledgement. Um, however, uh, in, in actuality, being a, being a black woman in America is difficult because you have that, um, is that intersectionality that I always talk about where um, we have the disadvantage of being a black person, but then also being a woman. Um, and I think that oftentimes that people forget that um, we, it's, I don't, I'm looking for the correct term because I don't want to say it's a double negative, but it's two things that we have against us that nobody else has to to deal with. Um, so like being a, a black man, like, yeah, you have that that target on your back for being a black person, but you still have the privilege of being a man in society and having those privileges that come with being a man in a, a, um, our, our society as a patriot. Patri- Am I saying it right? Patriarchy. Am I saying it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. That's the kind of society that we have. Um, so, of course, you know, men have that privilege. Uh, and we just have to. I, I mean, for me, it, every single day there is something. Um, I may not have to deal with racism daily. But if I, I guarantee you if I don't deal with racism, then sexism is there, too. Um, so it's always that. And then the the stereotype of us being strong and almost superhuman. Um.
0: Talk talk about that that stereotype because sometimes it goes to, oh, she's such a strong black woman. To oh, she's so angry or she's. Uh, I feel like it's a fine line between she's a strong black woman, and coming off angry sometimes.
1: So first of all, starting there, I just need people to get over it because so what if I'm angry as a, as a black woman, I just talked about the, having that, that, uh, double negative quote unquote, I will find another term for it. Um, and make sure that I say it on the show, um, after doing research, but like being black and then being a woman and having those two merge, um, I have every right to be angry um and yeah, I am angry, and I don't think that should be anything negative, like we we have a lot going on that makes us angry, and honestly, people who are not black women should be angry for us um now there with the strong black woman stereotype, I think that it it has its benefits um but mostly i i don't want to get like too personal but i do feel like oftentimes i am not given the same um benefit of the doubt that other women are given um perfect example my tone the the way that I talk I don't have a super bubbly tone I don't have a super bubbly voice I know many um, black women who also sound just like me Um, and I am always being told that I have an attitude just based on how I talk um, they're like oh it's your tone and that's not even let's not even just make it seem like it's white people that do this it is also black people it's fellow black women like they're we all perpetuate this stereotype somehow some way and it can be harmful to us um tone of voice um i look at just how if it's almost like we have to water ourselves down in order for people to understand us or be receptive to the things that we are saying
0: so do you feel like you have to like fake it
1: Yes, I feel like I have to fake it. Um, nobody, nobody else in this world will walk into a room with a goofy smile on their face, or will walk around. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Um, people, when you walk down the street and you see somebody, you know, walking towards you, look at them. Are they smiling? Nine times out of ten, the answer is no, because that's weird. Why would they just be cheesing? You yeah, know what if I'm I see saying? if I'm
0: walking down the street and I see somebody smiling and cheesing, I, I'm I'm crossing the street. Okay,
1: but but. As a black woman, how often, you know, how often do we hear, um, you need to have a smile on your face, or just the the negative connotation of the way that I, my face looks, so people say that I have RBF, and and I feed into that sometimes, but it is negative. It is saying that oh, like I'm a bitch because I'm not super cheesy and super happy. Um, or also just being caught aggressive, I get caught aggressive a lot. um I think so,
0: so so um talk about how that how that translates to you to to the work life uh, the the corporate America.
1: Um ooh. I have had plenty of times um where people have been rude to me. And we don't get to be rude back. We don't, as a black woman, I can't match energy. I can't treat people how they treat me. Um Not in corporate America, because someone can say something to me, and if I repeat that and say the exact same thing with the exact same tone coming from me, it is hostility, Um it is aggressiveness. Um, I worked at Amazon, um, as an area manager. And, um, when I worked in, uh, Hazel Park, I was the youngest manager, um, the only black manager and then the only woman. Um, no, that is not true. There was another woman with me. Um, she had got promoted as I was there. And I remember, um, She was just always rude and conniving towards me. And, you know, we're in a professional setting. So, because we are at work and we have to work together as managers, I tried to pull her aside and have a conversation about, you know, what is the issue? How can we work through it? She started crying and told our boss that I threatened her. And although he was not present for the conversation, he sided with her because why not it It seems likely that I would threaten her. It seems likely that I would scare her. She was scared um or even now where uh, my mental health has been a little off, and um I've fallen behind on work and I am the only black uh person on my the only black woman on my team um and for the past two years since I've been working for this company, whenever I have had um, just excellent work ethic, excellent numbers. Whenever someone needs help, I am the go-to person. However, at this moment in time when I need help, Weekly, my boss and I will have conversations, and he's like, what do you need from me? What do you need from me? I need help from the team. Um, I need you to stop asking me to do work in addition to the work that I already have. You know, stop asking me for favors. Give that to someone else. His response to me is that, you know, you can push through it. I've seen you do it before. You're strong. You have it. And it's like, it's almost like it's set up for me to fail because... If I'm not able to push through, there's nobody here to save me. There's nobody here to bail me out. Whereas I have white women on my team, and they have tragedy that happens in their lives, um, and it's like all hands on deck. Um, I said recently to one of my friends that I'd like to be treated by the people around me in the same way that America treats white women. So...
0: How, how How does America um, treat uh, white women and And I'm thinking about um, anybody that looked at a, affirmative action and who who actually benefited from affirmative action um, the, 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 and it wasn't black people uh, mm-hmm. particularly black women. Um, the the number one people that benefited the most from Affirm to Action uh, were were white women, um, and even if you look at some of the Affirm to Action cases involving the in the University of Texas or the University of Michigan, it, it didn't have to do uh, with with blacks getting in over um, a white male per se. It had to do with a white woman. Uh, But they benefited the the most historically uh, from any Affirm to Action uh, movement.
1: Um, So in the same way that we have the um, stereotype of like the strong black woman or the angry, aggressive black woman, um, on the opposite end of that is the stereotype of the um, docile, um, naive and.
0: um, I'm thinking of a suburban housewife
1: yeah where like we you know the the big stereotype is like white women are like homemakers and really gentle and um need to be taken care of and coddled. Um, and of course, that is also a negative stereotype for them. like as a white woman, I wouldn't want that stereotype because it's almost like we have like two um two uh, extremes. Um however, that's I feel like that stereotype works more for them um in society because in situations like we just discussed uh, people are more likely to side with them people are more likely to give them what they want um being a white woman in america it it means benefiting from um from um diversity laws, diversity and inclusion. You look at a lot of these companies where they talk about. Look at us. We're so diverse. Um, look at who's the head of diversity and inclusion. And then you look at their team and you look at their leadership and you're like, where's the diversity? Because you don't see any people of color, but you will see um, several women. And then or you will see um, they have like gay women or um, gay white men. It's, you know, it's again, you benefiting from that privilege of
0: that, that catch all of it's a minority group,
1: exactly, exactly. But and granted, you are not a minority, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was gonna try to find no, like, granted, you do have that disadvantage of being a woman, and we know that that is a big disadvantage.
0: But I'm even so, like, we know historically, like, women. Made less than men. Uh, But historically, black women make less than than white women. So,
1: um, and then let's like touch on that how like black women make less than everybody. But then somehow you go on social media or you look at mainly social media or you hear people discuss how black women are gold diggers. We don't have nothing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously.
0: Do, do you think that that go? I think that existed before even social media. Like, I, 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 honestly, I think, like, media companies had, like, if you look at some of the old black exploits, Zay movies or whatever, mm-hmm. like the portrayal of black women was either you was you was the, the mammy. hmm or you 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 was fast in the streets, a Jezebel. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I think it's taken um, root a, a little bit. Like I'm even like you said, gold digger. I immediately thought about Kanye West and Jamie Foxx. Um, so I think that's something that that black women and black girls have to combat early on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, I have a 10-year-old bonus child, like, um, and having conversations, like, with her her actual biological father, like, I don't want her to wear that because it makes her body look a certain way.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, can we talk about being sexualized as a young black girl Um and... I like remember and I say this all the time and I have conversations about it um, with my friends and my family, but um, I've always been like shapely for my size and I remember being like five and people would like make smart comments to my mom like, do you have a diaper on her? And then by the time I had gotten seven or eight I was being yelled at for wearing pajama shorts around the house in front of my granny's husband or in front of other men. Now let's just dissect this for a second and really realize how ridiculous you sound and look to chastise a child for simply being a child and wearing pajamas. Um, At seven or eight, I promise you that kid is not thinking about, Oh, I look sexy in this or, Oh, I look cute in this. Let me get some male attention now they may you know kids we as kids they you do learn what you like in terms of style, so they may feel like they look cute in something, but it's not for the attention of a grown man. Why is it that the kid is being punished and yelled at, and not the adult not the not the grown man, not the why are you not saying to the grown man, "Hey, stop looking at that kid
0: yeah and, and i and I feel like that's where. Men always get a pass. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's always um the the women's fault or or she or she tempted me like.
1: From the but I just it's going you bringing up um you know, having a ten year old and seeing from how a young age, like basically like the negatives of being a, a black woman are kinda instilled in us and we have to come back that early. Um
0: Or and, I'm even thinking about the, the whole colorism thing mm mm-hmm. um and it's like you can be dark a dark skinned woman or something or um the, the the lighter you are the the more privileges you have the 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 that is prettier you 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 look uh,
1: yes, yeah, so I do think that there so um colorism privilege does exist for sure um my best friend is dark skinned and i do think that um uh, i don't think she and I talk about colorism a lot, and there is a difference in the way that men treat us. We've had conversations about it where, like, she has told me, like, things that men say to her. And I'm just like, wow, where she's off, she says that oftentimes men will make her feel like um, she should be grateful for the compliment that they're giving her. Or that that
0: whole you you pretty for a dark skinned yes. girl.
1: Um and she's like, Wait, I have confidence. I don't really need you to make me feel pretty. And she's like, they often are surprised that she has the confidence that she has without comparing herself to a light skinned woman. Um I also I also think that there's a such thing as pretty privilege. However, um in our society, it is very telling that um the 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 um idea of pretty is more of what light-skinned women look like the closer we are to to eurocentric features um and then or if we want to something i ramble a lot i'm sorry y'all but my mind is like going everywhere something i'm thinking of right now with colorism um the BET awards just announced their nominations um uh for this year's award show next month i think and for best, um, best Female Rapper, there's only one black woman in that category. Um, you, as, you,
0: you did say BET like black entertainment television that that BET
1: that BET. Okay. Oh, we can have a whole episode about BET and how BET uh perpetuates negative stereotypes in our community and does not help us in the way that they should. Um, but that's neither here nor there right now. Um, but there's one black woman in that category, everybody else is of mixed race and very, very light skin. Um, now what,
0: what's that? Because I, I didn't, I didn't.
1: So the nominations um, are, I'll have to Google it to make sure I have everything. But Megan, um, Megan Thee Stallion is the black woman that I'm speaking of. And Megan is not necessarily light skinned, um, but she's not super dark neither. Um, But Megan deserves it. And I'm not taking away from anybody in that list. It's, however, very telling that there we know that there are women, dark skinned women, who are thriving in the hip hop community. But where are their accol- accolades and awards? Um, where is
0: Where is any and I'm when it comes to hip hop? Where is any of the award for any women other than Cardi B and um, Nicki Minaj?
1: Exactly. And now Megan, Megan oh, is getting up ca- there now. Cardi. Um, Yeah, so it's just – and then instead of saying – instead of acknowledging, hey, you know what, we might have a little bit of bias. It's not even just B T that does it. It's everyone. When dark-skinned women point out, hey, y'all treat me differently because I'm dark-skinned, look at me. I have – the person I'm thinking of who should be nominated, um, and you probably don't even know who this is, Blaflow Millie, dark-skinned girl, young, great – probably has the same amount of streams and music more than some of the women that are listed in that that category um but it's not getting the dude that she deserves um and instead of saying hey like you know what we kind of messed up um you know everybody not everybody but a lot of people are arguing like oh well Flo Millie is not as sweet as so and so that's not true that's not true and,
0: and um Shooting most of, most of them probably getting got ghostwriters as as it is. Um, so you you brought up um, two interesting points I want to touch on. Um, has hip hop had a negative effect on the how society um, sees black women?
1: Um,
0: because uh, I'm I'm thinking about that you had the Nelly, uh, Nelly had the what, what was the old song I used to come on um, Tip Drill. Uh,
1: misogyny is definitely a problem, um, but I don't think that it is. Misogyny is a problem in hip hop, but I don't think th- I don't think that it necessarily makes it more difficult for how uh, society sees black women. That was already there. It's just people are making songs about it and amplifying it. But, like, it's already there. Um, and I don't want to place the blame there, even though there is an issue um, of misogyny in hip-hop. Um, but the way that society sees black women, I think, is perpetuated by the media and has always been perpetuated by the media. And then people play on that.
0: So, um, and I'm going to backtrack a little bit to, um, uh, the, the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Ooh, and, we, Lord, Jesus. and we talked about this, um, earlier this week when it comes to, um, uh, black girls being punished, um, harsher in, in schools, um.
1: Yeah, okay. I think that both of us can talk about this as me being a black student at one point and then you being a teacher. Um, but before we talk about that, I think that a good book, um, Push Out by Monique Morris, is about the criminal, criminalization of black girls, um, like the, school, the uh, school to prison pipeline, but it's specifically about black girls um, in schools. I think that that would be a good book if you're interested in this topic uh, for you to start at. But I remember being a black girl and um, just having other teachers treat me differently based on what they thought my attitude was or that I had an attitude. Um, Not necessarily like being an adult and being a a caring person in the community and saying like, hey, what's going on with you? Or do you even have an attitude? Maybe this is just you and you just being Um, but that, um, let's talk about again, being sexualized where you will have like a uniform or a dress code. And if my pants are too tight, I have to go home because I'm distracting the, the boys. Um, even though like, you know, that's not fair. Um, and it's only if you shaped a certain kind of way, because if I'm a skinny girl, it doesn't matter. Um, Or, I I mean, going to an all white school, I obviously, I mean, going to an all black school, I don't have any experience of um, necessarily like white versus black in schools and seeing how like they treated like white kids versus how they treated me. Um, But I am almost certain that like in the way that black girls get suspended for.
0: Yeah, and, More it, things. and and the numbers, um, and I can't think of the the, the article because um, I've read a couple of different articles on this. Um, black girls are suspended at a at a higher rate than um, for non aggressive, non violent, not not your fighting, but just in general, they're suspended at a higher rate than any other uh, segment um, when it comes to schools. Now. Being in ed- education and um is it's it's tough because um I'm a teacher that's always tried to get to know like my students know so I can know when they having a bad day, when they having a good day. Um so like and I've heard teachers say, Well, she's always, you know, got an attitude or whatever, well, do we know what's going on? Maybe but then she's... not
1: only that, you are an adult. Yeah. You are an adult and you're talking about a child. At what point do you take responsibility and say, hey, as the because here's the thing too, is that when it comes to anything else, um, anything else, people are quick to say you are a child, stay in the child's place. But then when it comes to having an attitude or talking back or simply just having a conversation it's she has an attitude I can't deal with that so at what point do you as the adult take responsibility and say hey I need to sit down with this child and figure out what's going on with this child because also you might want to self reflect and ask yourself does this child truly have an attitude or am I perpetuating the stereotype and
0: and even if they do have an attitude you have to be big enough to figure out what what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um I'm thinking of a, a student I had a couple of years ago, like immediately um like me, like we we got we got into it. We went back and forth and like I, I had to as teacher would say um check her a little bit but afterward like we had a conversation. What what's going on? And she was a, a, a had a, she was the attitude girl to everybody else, but me and her had a good relationship because we had that conversation. Like, I knew, like, okay, something going on at home, let me adjust, you know, how I approach the situation. Um, I will say, like, the whole uniform, the whole dress code thing, it, it does hinder... Um, black girls more than any other group, because you know they had the 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 skirt gotta be can't be shorter than where your fingernails come down at, and it's like I was talking to my my current principal about because we're instituting a new dress code policy, and she was like, "Why do I care how long how short your skirt is?" Like she was like, "Like some of the stuff that we police is just ridiculous." Mm-hmm
1: it's all about control as well um and i think that's another thing like um society wants to control us bottom line so in what ways can we control and and make black women feel so small that they feel like they have to to listen to this control and we feel powerless um I have something else that I wanted to say, but I completely lost my train of thought. It was something that you said that maybe, or, oh, that's what it was. It, um, you know, going back to what you said about being an adult and figuring out what's going on with kids. Whenever something happens to, to black girls, it is always, well, what did she do to deserve that? Not what did the other person do? Or, how were they wrong in that situation? Here's an example. Um, when I cannot think of her name, um, the young lady who was just killed by uh, the white cop um, with the knife, everybody was trying to figure uh, out.
0: Oh, Micaiah, Michaela.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get her name wrong, um, but I can't remember her name. Um, but. Now, we have had, because every week is something, right? But it's almost always black men, right? And people are marching in the streets. People are standing in solidarity. Um, but when it was this young black girl, this 15-year-old, a child, a child, everybody was trying to justify her death by in a, her death at the hands of an adult a a quote-unquote trained adult i could not believe the very same people who i saw all last summer black lives matter defund the police justifying this young lady's death um another personal story um as a 15 year old black girl my father came up to you remember this, probably came up to the high school to fight me, like squared up with me, like I was just some man on the street. I am 15 years old. And to this day, who saved me? My mother. Also, I vividly remember that fight. I vividly remember teacher standing around watching it and not stopping it mind you nobody knows who this man is because i don't have a relationship with my dad so he has never come up to the school to pick me up his name isn't on anything like my birth certificate or any documents nobody knows who this is but you are standing in a circle watching it it took two black women to stop it um and think about all of the other men in my life to this day nobody nobody has checked this man about what he did to me instead the conversation has almost always been what did I do to deserve him to to make him want to fight me not hey this grown man just fought a kid but what did I do to make him want to fight me um Nobody saved me from that. Nobody checked him and told him told him that he was wrong. He still does not feel like he needs to apologize to me. And I know for a fact that that is all too common for black girls. Nobody is gonna save me. I got me. And either that or I have to lean on other black women. We We are a community. we have each other. like who's going to who who is going to step in and say, hold on wait, maybe you should not be treating this black girl like this. However, let's think about if the tables were turned, and that was a white girl with her white father, a random white man, and it was the same exact situation but just different complexion. That man probably would have been arrested. Am I right or am I right?
0: No, you you completely right. So you touched on two things, and like I remember hearing about that incident, but you know I was all, all the way on the other side of campus and. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of brings me to, to two um points um well really three because i think a lot of times like the the person the people that do do the most harm to, to black women are are black men particularly some a lot of times the the father mm-hmm.
1: um and when i say nobody came to save me or And I know that people in my family listen to this and you might feel triggered, but I'm the one that it happened to. I'm the one living the trauma. I'm the one still affected by it. So you'll be all right. However, even the men in my family, nobody protected me from that. But my mama. She protected me in the best way that she could. Men in my family didn't stand up and say, what the heck? What are you doing? Still to this day. So, okay, you can go ahead. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah but no you you t- kind of touched on what what I was trying to get at like one do do black men do enough to protect um black girls and black women um i'm gonna be honest i, I no um, no um i've i made it kind of my my mission in in life um Ask the 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 role of um, a teacher to to not only protect my my black boy, but protect uh, my my black my black young adult uh, women uh, that I come in contact with, because um, oftentimes, like I find out, like they don't not only like the the black male, because we always talk about black males having good black male role models black girls don't always have good role models either
1: Mm -hmm. i agree but the concern is not for us nobody's concerned about us because guess what in everybody else's eyes as we're gonna be all right anyway they don't have to take care of us think about now, um, I this is me talking from the outside looking in, and also from like doing research. This is not me talking from personal experience, but think about um, how black moms treat their sons versus how they treat their daughters.
0: Oh yeah, me and me and my mom just had this had this conversation actually not too long
1: ago. Black daughters are taught survival skills, are taught how to survive, are treated like. You got to know how to survive in this world, so I'm going to let you figure figure it out on your own. Now, sons, on the other hand, hand hand-holding, coddle, you know, I have to protect him because the world is not going to be nice to him. But what about me? It's the same thing for me, if not worse. We can always quote Malcolm X. Black women are the most disrespected. In America, we can always quote him. But at one point, are we going to actually start listening to those words and putting action in place? Because we know that. Yet we continue to act like that's not true and to ignore black women. We are ignored. It's almost like we are like the figure it out on your own group. And we always do, which I think further perpetuates that strong stereotype because we don't have a choice but to figure it out.
0: So, um, you touched on other black women, you know, supporting you, having, having your back. Um, let, let's talk about that. Um, the, cause, and I, and I think in a lot of ways, the media tries to portray the opposite. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking off the top of my head. Like, um, you got like basketball, the, the, the reality show basketball, um, wives, mm-hmm. um, what was the other one? Bad Girls Club and uh, Love and Hip Hop. Uh, that that basically counter that that argument that black women have each other's backs.
1: Um, what I see and what I know about black women lets me notice that 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 is not true. Um, in my support system, my inner circle, it is almost all black women with a a sprinkle of some black men in there and in one white woman. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like it's, that's, that's my support system. Um, I know that when times are tough, that's who I can lean on. Um, honestly, if I ever feel like I'm in danger, my call is the the top of my head. I could think of is other black women to come save me. Um, if I ever need to get myself out of anything, if I need help with anything, if I just need a shoulder to cry on, it is a black woman. Um, I, and then even still with those shows that you just named, those black women are friends. It's just that we don't get to see that part.
0: Yeah. I was like, cause if you follow them on social media, like yeah. the, the, the relationships are like Totally, totally different usually. It's just
1: TV. So, you know, it's quote unquote good for TV. But um, there isn't another demographic that I would even feel comfortable running to because who's going to understand the struggles that I have as a black woman other than another black woman? Only other group of women that I think that I would run to are Native American or indigenous women otherwise you're not going to understand my struggle you're not going to understand what it feels like to exist and to just be in this country um so that's bs um if you don't have nobody else i guarantee you there's another black woman that you can call even some women who say that they don't um they don't like to have women friends or or whatever i just assume that you've never even tried because it's probably the the best relationship that i have is with the other black women but i guarantee you those same women if they need something it is not going to be a, a man that they call on for help
0: so um wanna touch on um two two things uh, um dating being a a quote unquote strong independent black woman in, in in dating. Um
1: it is hard, y'all. Because like it's like you have this armor on and you've built this wall just from like how you have to act in society, how you have to act within your family, within your friend circles at work. Um and then like I have I like it's so hard to navigate dating as a black woman because people have these these stereotypes of you and oftentimes in a way to shield ourselves from hurt, we might perpetuate perpetuate those stereotypes. Um being a strong independent black woman to try to like, you know, um say or or protect yourself. Um you're like, you know, I don't need you for anything. I got it because that's how you've always had to be, right? And people like to feel needed. Um, however, on the flip side of that, if you wanna be somebody who is needy and and is like, you know what? I don't have to to be independent. I don't have to take care of myself. What are you here for kind of thing? Um, now you using them. So it's almost like as a black woman, you it's like a lose-lose situation. Um, and it's like murky waters. Like there's like a, the, it's a gray area. and You have to learn how to navigate that gray area. Um, and then also just not even talking about like personality or attitude, quote unquote, like being a black woman and trying to date men, not even just if you want to date outside of black men. I almost feel like our options are slim.
0: Would you be open to dating outside of black men? No. Um no. Yep,
1: that's just no. Um I'm just not interested in um I'm not interested in it's so One thing that I find myself having to do in my relationships with black men whenever I am dating is teaching them how to think differently about gender and gender inequality. Um, I don't have time to teach you about racial inequality and gender inequality. We got to pick our pick. So
0: so, um, talk about that teaching uh, black men uh, about gender inequality like.
1: I have to break it down for them and tell them, hey, like, listen, um, you know how you feel, how you feel treated by white people in society? You know how white people, what white people are to black people? That is how you are to women, to black women. Like you have that privilege as being a man. And when I break it down that way, they pretty much kind of understand. Um, but here's an example, um, I was at the uh, Charles H. Wright uh, Museum on a date with a black man. And um, they have an exhibit there right now. I can't remember the name of the exhibit, but it's about uh, black women. It's highlighting black women. And um, there was something on the wall. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I have a really, really bad memory. Um, one day we we'll talk. We we'll have a topic about mental health, so then I can talk <laughs> about that. Uh, but... Um, I can't remember what exactly it was all about, but what was on the wall was a document. Um, It was like a petition for something, a petition to have, um, I think it was to have women at present at a meeting. And on the petition, they had separated the signatures from men um, to women. So this man's response, like while we were looking at this artifact was, how are you asking for equality but then separating signatures by gender. And I had to explain to him, like, in the same way that white people are like, why are you always talking about race? That's basically what you just said to me right now. Y'all created this. You made it a difference between men and women. This is, you know, this is something that was created by society. So let's acknowledge that difference. And obviously, depending on your audience, it is very beneficial if you see that there are men signatures on here. Also,
0: could be your, your way to get your foot in the door.
1: You know what I'm saying? like um, Or having conversations with men, talking about the violence that I have endured as a black woman. woman. And the first thing that they will say to me is, well, why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? Why didn't I do something differently? And I, whenever I talk to to black men about uh, gender inequality or just being a black woman, I feel like the best way for you to understand is for me to flip it and say, how would you feel if a white person said this to you when it came to race? Um, And that's because... And again that goes back to intersectionality but because you have been oppressed you cannot see yourself as an oppressor but you can be both um mm-hmm. it's just going it to be a different just, way
0: yeah just depend on the situation um so what what advice would you give to black men um that that want to Date black women. I, I, I've i been on the the dating game for almost five years now. So, uh.
1: <clears throat> where should I start? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, have patience. Be gentle. Be open-minded. Be understanding. um Like. <laughs> Understand that everything that I've endured as a black woman has brought me to this point. And obviously, I am going to bring those experiences into our relationship or into our uh, dating ship or whatever you want to call it. Um, And understand that my experiences are going to be different from yours, despite us both being black. You're going to have a very different experience in this country because you have a privilege that I don't have. So acknowledge that and be open-minded because just like it would be dating a white person where they don't understand what it is to be a black person, you don't understand what it is to be a woman. You don't have all the answers. So listen and listen to understand um, and go from there. Don't listen to respond. Um, You know, Don't think that because you have been oppressed that you know what it's like to be oppressed as a woman because you don't. There is a difference. Um, so acknowledge your privilege as a man and ask yourself, how can I use my privilege to uplift this black woman in society?
0: Yeah. And I, and I, and I guess that's,
1: and stop playing in my face too. Cause y'all be doing that.
0: What you mean planning your face and go,
1: um, Now, why is it that when I have standards or when I have things that I expect instead of you either doing those things or just finding you somebody who wants to do the things that you want to do, you try to make me feel bad? Um, You know, so oftentimes, like for me, um, I like to be courted. I like to be dated. I like to you know, open my door for me. Um, I like flowers, take me out to eat, take me out on dates. Let's have fun together. And, you know, let it be bare minimum for me. I don't want to have to do everything. I do that already. I already have to be strong with you. Let me just sit back and you do stuff for a change. You know what I'm saying? And instead of me saying, okay, I want to date her, and this these are the requirements to dating her. They try to make me feel small or less than for the things that I want so that I conform to what they feel like they should do for me. No, um, no, 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 no. If these are the things that I require for you to date me, you can either do those things, and if you don't want to do those things, I guarantee you that there are plenty of women out here who are okay with that. Go find them. Why is it that? What is it that? What is it about? dating a black woman that makes you want to knock me off my high horse. And why don't you want to build my confidence and invest in me in that way so that I feel better about myself? Instead, you want me to feel, you know, less than and and small. Why?
0: So, um, and you talked about redefining, uh, marriage um so um you know i i did the the um the i went the old school route if you want to call it that and 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 got uh married and uh fellas i i I personally believe like i i quartered my wife like i i still try to Like now that we married, still try to do things, open her door. But like for me, like especially with my wife, like I wanted every day to be an experience for her. So, I mean, fellas, if if a woman don't have standards, I I I would be uh, really really concerned. You and fellas, y'all need some standards too.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, what do you mean by redefining marriage? Are you asking me like how what I so, think marriage yeah, looks yeah. like? Yeah. So
0: what's what's your take? Being uh, you, you, still are a millennial. Yeah, I'm a uh, millennial.
1: I'm like at the bottom of the millennial. <laughs> you,
0: you <laughs> but, you're at the bottom. I'm I'm at the very top.
1: Yeah. Um. So. The reason why I'm, I do want to let y'all know that the reason why I'm hesitant is because I know that this can be like a real sensitive topic, especially in our community. So y'all don't be trying to fight me for this. Um, I am a big history bluff, so a lot of thing, a lot of my views and a lot of the way that I feel um, comes from um, what I've learned uh, about history. Um, so I know that historically, marriage as as an institution was used, um, to, you know, um, hinder women from, like, women were considered property in the same way that, not in the same way, but, um...
0: I, like, that whole, um... You can't enter enter into a legal contract without your husband. Exactly. You know, all, like women well, couldn't make
1: decisions. Mm-hmm. Um so I kinda bring that into today, even though I know that marriage looks differently today. Um
0: and the, and divorce rates are, are still um uh, astronomically high. Even, exactly. Even during the, the pandemic.
1: Um I just don't believe in traditional marriage. Um, I don't believe in traditional marriage for me. I, if you, if that works for you, then of course, I will support you every step of the way. Um, but for me, um, I just do not see myself um, taking someone's last name. Why do I have to change my name and take away my identity? Um, I would like to have a conversation with my partner. Does do our children necessarily have to have your last name? Why is it so important for you to have for our children to have your last name? Why does it matter so much? Let's have that conversation. Let's get down to the bottom of why because
0: do, do you think it's like a, a control thing? I
1: do. You talking about on my end?
0: I'm just saying in general like um, the whole yes, I do. Um taking the husband's last name, the kids having the husband's last name. Um
1: It's almost like everything that I have once I get married is
0: which becomes very um complicated with the the blended family um type right. situation and we can, we can talk about that mm-hmm. later. Uh,
1: I have my mom's last name. Um my mom also had her mom's last name. My little sister has her dad's last name. But every time my mom has been married twice, and both times she's taken her husband's last name, and she probably doesn't care. But I pay attention to all the work that she's had to go through to change her last name.
0: Yeah, like even my, now when when my because we to to be honest, like me and Lauren had had this conversation about you know, her taking my last name or keeping her name or hyphenating it. And a lot of it had to do um, with, with her, you know, wanting um, London, you know, to, to still feel part of the family. And so I was like, for me, it was like, was going to be comfortable for you? Like, I think my last name is pretty cool, but like, I, I get it. In that same aspect, like, I don't think enough couples have, like, pre-marriage conversations.
1: Exactly. I agree. I think it's almost like this is what's supposed to be done, so this is how we're just going to do it. And I don't think that a lot of people even think of alternatives. Because even for me, like, I know that for a fact that when I do have a conversation with somebody about spending the rest of my life with them, um, I don't want to get married. I want to have a domestic partnership. Um, I know that about myself. Um, so I would want to have that conversation. Hey, you know, why is getting married so important to you? What, Why can't you look at what a, what a domestic partnership entails? And, you know, what is the difference between the two that lends you more towards marriage? Like, I think these are great questions to have before you get married, um, how would uh, you feel if I kept my last name?
0: Yeah, you know, the, the last name conversation, the the kids. Do we even gotta
1: live together? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, am I? But um, <laughs> 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 um yeah, kids. You know, um, um, what do parent? What does parenting look like?
0: Finance, finances, FICO uh, score, like. All yeah,
1: of, it's so many conversations that you should have prior to marriage, especially now when we live in a modern age where people aren't doing the traditional thing all the time. And
0: I, and I think part of it is um, tradition. Tradition. My, my my parents did this. My and it's my what you gra- thought. My grandparents have done this, so this is what we got to do. Um, and then also, like I feel like. That whole control thing, um, that's just like, and we can talk about this more with mental health, but I'm thinking there aren't enough particularly black couples willing to do premarital counseling. I agree. Marital counseling. Because, hell, you might do premarital counseling and be like, am I really (laughs) supposed to marry this person? And decide
1: that this not even the right move for you. Um, but yeah that will definitely tie into like mental health because I think there's just a negative connotation around counseling period um but I just think that people are afraid to ask these questions because also it's another thing monogamy um I personally don't think that I want to be in a monogamous relationship long term um not to say that like, in the beginning my relationship won't be monogamous but i think that eventually if i decide to enter domestic partnership with somebody that it would be beneficial for both of us if we discussed polygamy um
0: what were you getting into uh, uh um
1: yeah we can have this conversation on a different episode <laughs> but i think that that's just like another topic another thing that you should discuss prior to yeah tying no,
0: I, tying. I, I actually do have um I, I, I guess I can. I, I, I do know a couple um, that's that's in a polyamorous. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Um, type relationship. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a conversation. I think you have to be comfortable. One, you got to be comfortable enough with your partner to have these conversations. Exactly. Um, I feel like, especially in the Black community, these are taboo topics that. When it comes to to relationship, are are not talked about. Um, if it's a a blended family, and I'm speaking from experience, like you, y'all really got to have a conversation. Like, how how is this going to work? Uh, building that relationship with that that they, her kids, your kids, um, what have you. Uh,
1: exactly, and I think that stuff is kind of important because not kind of but it's very important like I think that when people fall in love with somebody they worry about everything else later they think that everything else is going to fall into place but you can fall in love with somebody and y'all not be compatible as parents you know you can fall in love with somebody and y'all not be romantically compatible or sexually compatible like y'all may not be compatible in every single way um so what are you going to do to combat that um, is this the right person for oh, you? Just because yeah, you're okay. in love with them, that don't mean
0: nothing. Or would y'all just be better off as friends? Okay. Um. um and who we don't open the whole dating topic because yeah. I, I'm, I'm just thinking about like the the black community tends to be very traditional when it comes to dating, um, even when it uh, it comes to the role of, of of women uh black women in society and i think that that goes that crosses over into marriage and one of the reasons why i think divorce rates are so high in america whether you black or white is because people don't have these conversations
1: and then also like I think that people ignore history when they talk about divorce rates because I'll see these conversations happen all the time about why divorce rates are so high. Let's keep in mind that um, divorce is a fairly uh, new um, thing that has become legal. Um, not new as in it just became legal last year, but new in terms of like how old our society is. Mm-hmm. Um, so pe- women were not able to divorce men, and they had to and, and vice versa you yeah, had to stay in these relationships you had, now you, stay, don't.
0: you had to stay in these relationships if you left you you disgraced your family It was mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's still
1: like divorce wasn't always legal so let's, let's start there and I, I want to say that it may I know that before 1950 it wasn't I just can't remember what date it was where divorce became like legalized in the in the united states on a wide scale like in the way that it's legalized now i just can't remember what year it was but like i said it's fairly new um in terms of how old our country is and now like people are realizing like i don't have to stay here man or female
0: okay so um we're gonna wrap up episode five um we we're gonna take some time off um to to revamp some things um come up with a, a, a new name come up with a youtube channel um but but we'll be back uh we, we thank you to our to our loyal listeners um you can follow me at the at on instagram at the bowtie teacher
1: i'm at kiara d common
0: and we'll see y'all in a, in a in a few weeks